The NBA season is a few months away, but there are still tons of sports for you to get in the game and make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Bet before the game or live in play on all of your favorite teams' matchups. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or download the app to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Welcome to SDPN's off-season miniseries, The Leap, where I sit down with media members from across the NBA to discuss some of the up-and-coming players in the league that could take that next step in their careers. We discuss six players across six different teams, all with different styles and positions in hopes of understanding what makes their development unique. Today, we're exploring the wondrous work of Spurs guard Devin Vassell, who became an elite shooter last season in San Antonio. Now, Vassell is going to be paired up with Victor Wembanyama, who should allow Vassell to explore different areas of his game, such as his playmaking, mid-range shooting, and his downhill game. Vassell has all the makings of a future all-star in this league, paired next to an enigmatic star like Victor Wembanyama. But the real question is, how is he going to take that next leap? All right, welcome back to uh, another episode of The Leap. It is my off-season series dissecting and discussing uh, a few different players around the NBA that I think can take that next step in their careers. And I'm joined by someone who is very, very close to the San Antonio Spurs, covers them very deeply, editor-in-chief of Air Alamo, uh, Noah Magaro-George. I, I, I hope I, I pronounced that correctly. Uh, that was perfect. I, no, that hell, was perfect. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> First yeah. take. You got it. I, yeah. I, I completely forgot to ask you about pronunciation beforehand, but hey, we're here. We're here. Uh, <laughs> look, I thank you so much for joining me. I've, I've obviously been uh, following you and, and kind of what you've been doing covering the San Antonio Spurs for the last couple of seasons. Um, and I want to talk to you about Devin Vassell. Uh, I know when it comes to the Spurs, everybody's going to jump at the chance of discussing Wemby. There's going to be people who are excited about Sohan and Keldon Johnson, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Vassell is such an important part of everything moving forward with this team. Uh, he's entering year four. He had a scoring leap last season, uh, and I think just with the added usage, he really took advantage of being able to explore his scoring game more. Um, based on your impressions from the last three seasons, his first three seasons in the NBA, how much more do you think he can tap into offensively? And I'll, I'll, I'll mention some of the numbers after you go, but I, I kind of want to just get a, a general feel of where you're at with Devin Vassell so far. For sure. And I'm really glad that we're going to get a chance here to give Vassell his flowers. He's one of my favorite players on this team. And honestly, I think he still has some untapped upside. I think he's a guy who, as you mentioned, maybe his first couple of years, I know that his self-created offense was only you know about 20% of his like total scoring. Yep. Last year, we saw that take a leap to almost 40%, which is a pretty massive leap for a player who you know mostly was coming off dribble handoffs, off screens, uh, catch and shoot in the corners. He really was starting to operate in the pick and roll as that like secondary ball handler, getting to his spots patiently. You know, he's not a guy with a ton of burst or anything like that, but he is someone who's so long. He really elevates on those jump shots. He's really patient. Um, and he was really good. Like, I, I, I don't think people, if you weren't watching the Spurs, which, hey, I, I don't blame people who weren't, right? They were a 22-win team a season ago. But before that injury, before he went down with the, you know, the knee soreness that led to the arthroscopic knee surgery, he was third in high-volume mid-range efficiency behind only Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant. That's it. 
those are the only two guys like yeah. of the guys who were taking at least five mid-range shots a game. I, I think that speaks volumes to what he can do as a scorer. Now, does he have, you know, a dynamic dribbling package? Is he super shifty? No, but I think he just understands how to get to his spots. And he was figuring out how to kind of leverage his mid-range scoring into getting to the rim. You know, he was able to get to the rim a little bit more. Now, we saw an efficiency drop off a little bit as the season went on, especially yeah. after he came back from the surgery, which is to be expected, right? But I think he has a lot of untapped upside. I'm expecting maybe not a tremendous leap in terms of per-game production. Obviously, Wimby's coming in. We're not sure what Sohan and Keldon are going to look like or really what this group's going to look like together. But Vassell's that dude. I really like him. I don't know if he's, you know, like the, the best player on a championship team or anything like that, but I definitely right. think he can be a really serious cog in a team that is very competitive for a long time. It, he's also important from an offensive diversity perspective because you mentioned the the mid-range shooting. You, the the pull-up shooting is something that he's going to have to develop. But catch-and-shoot-wise, catch and uh, he was 38% from three on seven attempts in year three. Uh, really, really good numbers for a catch-and-shoot player. He probably gets better and better with that as his career kind of progresses. Um, and I think from... Uh, a talent perspective offensively, him being able to, you know, pairing him alongside a guy like Wemby is going to open up even more opportunities from 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 his catch and shoot positions, whether it be a spot up position or it's getting downhill and being a pull up threat from mid range area. I think those are areas where he can really thrive. Now, I, I think this is where I want to ask you, like, how do you think Wemby might be able to open up his game, whether it be as a dribble handoff hub? Uh, whether it be as a guy who can be sort of, you know, a, a spot up guy if if Wemby gets doubled in the post to to catch. Where do you think are some places that Vassell can sort of grow his game because of just the sheer presence of Wemby? Absolutely. And I think, you know, not to bring it to another player, but I think when we saw at Summer League kind of with Malachi Branham, he's a guy who sort of like yes. Vassell doesn't have a ton of burst. He kind of struggled to get to the rim at times last year, really focuses on or, or leans on his strength to kind of muscle his way to the rim a little bit. I think we could see like similar to what we saw with Malachi, where when he was running those pick and rolls or I guess pick and pops with Wimby yeah. guys still, even though Wimby wasn't super effective with Mets, you know, nine 92, a season ago, they still really respected his gravity as a scorer, as a spot up shooter out for those pick and pop looks and it created confusion, and it allowed Malachi to get downhill, get to the rim. And I think we'll see how teams adjust, how they want to play Wimby. But I think at least to start the season, I think it could really help him get to the rim. And I think another really underrated part of Wimby's game is his passing. Like being that, you know, playmaking hub from whether it's the top of the key, the elbows. He was really good at finding cutters, finding spot-up shooters. And that's kind of the name of the game for Vassell. At least that's kind of what it had been for his rookie season, his second season. Obviously, he started exploring more self-creation in his third year. But I think those things can really open up his game, just the gravity that, uh, you know, Wimbenyama has as, as a scorer. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that works. And I'm looking forward to see who gets these reps, uh, you know, as the primary ball handler. We saw Trey Jones get a lot of them last year. We saw... Vassell take, I think, probably the, the next biggest share of the pie there. But once Vassell went down, we saw kind of Keldon move into that role where he's mm -hmm. the guy who's taking the second most on-ball reps. And I just don't know what it looks like this season with Wimbenyama, with, um, you know, Trey, with Sohan, with Vassell, with, yeah. you know, Malachi even kind of taking a leap a little bit. So that'll be really interesting to kind of see what Pop does because he's kind of gotten a, you know, 
you know, embarrassment of riches in terms of, you know, young prospects on the roster right now. Yeah, th this this podcast isn't about him, but I would really love some Dominic Barlow minutes. I, oh, this, my goodness. <laughs> I, he was awesome in summer league. I was there watching him. It was incredible to see him. I mean, he just looked great. He looked like he was ready to be a rotation player in the NBA. So I'm excited to see what happens with him. Moving on to Vassell, I, I have some numbers here I'm going to throw out at you, and I want to see what, what sort of sticks out to you. Uh, 0.72 in ISO possessions, 1.35 points per per possession in transition, 1.02 as the pick and roll ball handler, uh, 0.96 on spot ups, 0.97 on dribble handoffs, 1.33 on cuts, and 0.72 off screens. Now I threw just a bunch of numbers at you there, but what's the what's the one that sort of sticks out to you as maybe an area of growth and something that maybe he can sort of double down on with this new sort of roster construction? Yeah, I think, I mean, we looked at, uh, we listened to a lot of numbers right there. And I think yeah. for Vassell, maybe, and and I mean, this isn't necessarily like an easy thing to do. It's not easy to just become a better shooter coming off screens or anything like that. But it would be nice to see him become a better shooter, um, better score kind of coming off screens, off handoffs. Because, I mean, those numbers aren't great for him, obviously. Yeah. I think you said like 0.7 points per possession, something like that. Yeah, he yeah. could really stand to work on that. I mean, we saw flashes of it throughout the season where, you know, he's coming off screens, whether that's, um, like a double drag action or something like that, but he just didn't knock them down that well. He's mostly been like kind of a stationary shooter, um, a little bit of relocation there. He can kind of catch and shoot with momentum, uh, you know, in transition, uh, as far as kind of being in a, in a more positive sense, uh, I think for him, the, the, again, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but just being able to capitalize on those spot up looks on the, on the cuts, because I think those opportunities will be there for him. I think yeah. they will be there for him more than they were a season ago because you look at the roster last year, not a lot of advantage creators on the roster, not a lot of guys who had a ton of gravity with the ball in their hands, not a lot of space, not a lot of great shooters. Um, and Wimbenyama is going to command attention, and he's got to take advantage of that. And I'm sure the Spurs will find a way to to put that to good use for sure. So you mentioned a couple things there. One is the cutting, which I thought was really interesting. 1.33 points per possession on cuts. And when you mentioned Wemby's gravity, the attention that Wemby is going to get, I think that is a huge thing. It also shows his willingness to be an off-ball mover, to actually cut, to move around on the court. And if you if you connect that with the shooting at some point in time in his career, there is promise there of him being an elite movement shooter, a guy who can run off multiple screens, catch the ball, moving, bang, right? It just, it seems like that's the next natural progression for him as a player. And then after that, it's the playmaking, which I thought was very, very interesting as, too, as well. Mm -hmm. 1.02 points per possession on, as a pick and roll ball handler. He's out there creating looks for other guys. And I know that with Wemby, with even with Sohan, guys like that who can, sort of be that short role playmaker for you, it's going to open up so much more. What have you seen from a playmaking perspective from Vassell, uh, especially last season? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, I think, at the very beginning where he didn't really have a lot of on-ball reps his first yeah. couple of years. He was mostly a spot-up guy, um, you know, making his living in transition. Like you talked about, he was really efficient in transition as well. Uh, but he got a chance to have the ball in his hands. He was a guy who I think, again, he's really patient with the ball, He's, you know, snaking screens, he's getting to his spots. And I think because he was so efficient as a mid-range scorer, he was able to, especially with drop coverage, kind of command the attention of two guys at once. Mm -hmm. The second he was seeing guys, you know, whether it was a help defender coming over, or saw an opening, he was able to kick it out. Like he wasn't making super advanced reads. He's not like skipping it to the corner. He's not really passing guys open. But I think just being able to make those simple reads where you see a guy's open from a man away, hitting that guy. 
I think that's something that we've seen from Vassell. And uh, even looking at his per game numbers, I don't have them in front of me at the moment, but I think from his second season to last season, he went from maybe like two assists per game to close to 3.7 or four, somewhere in that range. And I think yeah. that's a pretty big leap for a guy who, at least coming out of Florida State, I don't think a lot of people really expected that of Devin Vassell. I think they really just expected like a 3 and D role player, a guy who's going to be able to contribute right away and just be sort of one of the glue guys to a competitive team. And I think he he's shown that he can be more than that. So I'm really excited by the playmaking. And maybe we see him kind of take a leap. We saw Keldon take a small playmaking leap at the end of last season with more opportunity. But Vassell's an interesting case for sure. I think he's exceeded expectations for a lot of people, not just fans, but a lot of analysts as well. Yeah. Pull-ups are going to be an interesting area of his game where he needs to sort of grow a little bit more. He shot 28.2% on pull-ups last season, uh, but he takes a good chunk of pull-up shots. Where do, do you believe in that? Do you think that that will eventually come? Is it necessary for him to reach whatever ceiling or, or you know, that he's supposed to hit? You know, I don't know if it's necessary for him to be able to do that. Because I think, at least from my perspective, having watched him the last three seasons, I was really high on him coming out of Florida State as well. I thought he might have a little bit of self-creation upside. I think that's probably not realistic for him. I I just think, I look at him like in terms of a pull-up score, I think he can do it from the mid-range for sure. I don't know about from three. We really haven't seen him do it that much uh, through his first three seasons, even when he has done it really hasn't been that efficient. And I think that's kind of like the next step, not to like, you know, move on to a different topic. Obviously we're still on Vassell, oh, yeah. but I think that's yeah. big for the Spurs, right? Finding a guy who can kind of space the floor, but not just as a catch and shoot threat, someone who can pull up, um, you know, from three, I think that's kind of an essential part to to any, you know, championship team. I think we've seen that with a lot of the teams that have been in the finals, whether that's a Jason Tatum or a Steph Curry or, yeah. um, you know, any of the, any of those big name guys who have been in the finals, Jamal Murray as well. So I don't think he's that. I don't think he can, can do that, but I do think he's a guy who maybe has, you know, maybe a couple all-star appearances in his future. I don't want to say perennial all-star. Cause I think to, to, to be that you have to be really one of those, like, Oh, yeah. you know, every single you have to be really special to do that. But I think, you know, can he make an all-star team? Can he make two or three in his career? Sure. I think if yeah. things go right and the Spurs are winning games, um, for sure. But I don't think he can, you know, I don't think he's like the best player on their team. I'm not sure he can even be, you know, the second best player on a championship contending team. But I do think he is a guy who, if he added that, right. if that was added to his package, that would be, I mean, that would be huge. It would um, change. You know, for, it would raise the ceiling completely. Yeah. I look at I look at what the final product of Vassell will be. And maybe, maybe I'm off here. You can tell me if I'm off or I'm completely wrong. But... As as sort of a, an evolved new age version of Clay Thompson. Now, I, I, I think like there are areas which Vassell is better early, earlier in his career and there are areas where Vassell is worse. I, I think a big part of that equation, big part of the Clay equation here as a guy who doesn't need a lot of on ball reps to be able to create his own shot, guy who can be an off ball mover, shooter, cutter, etc. Those are areas where Clay Thompson has thrived for the Warriors for years. Um, that's something Vassell can lean on, but also there's the area of his game, which I think clay was good at very early on, which was the defensive side of the ball. Vassell has the length. Vassell has the ability. What have you seen from him defensively? Do you believe in that side of the ball? Do you think he can get better, uh, and, and be a a legitimate defensive threat? Yeah, I'll be completely honest with you here. I think last year he took a massive step back, um, whether that was because of the knee problem, also taking on a much bigger load offensively for a team that just wasn't very good. I think, you know, if you're on a team that was quite literally the worst 
defensive team in NBA history, <laughs> you're, you're probably not doing too well on that end. Even if you are kind of pulling your weight, that's not enough. Um, yeah. that, that's not enough. But prior season, especially going back to Florida State in his first couple of years in the NBA with the Spurs, I think he showed he can be like a real, um, I like to describe it as like a free safety of sorts where you kind of let him drift off ball. You put him on the worst perimeter player, kind of let him wreak havoc in the passing lanes, um, you know, dig on drivers, try to lodge the ball out from the nail, that sort of stuff. Just be a really elite help defender. Be a guy who's a ball hawk, you know, force turnovers. He's 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 making progress as an on-ball defender. I think he's not quite as lengthy as he used to be. He's added some muscle, some functional strength to his frame, but I think he has a chance to be really, really good on that end. I think maybe all defense. I was more bought in on the all defense kind of projections coming in. If yeah. he's going to have this much of a, a load on his shoulders, I'm not sure. But again, he's going to have Wimbenyama, which obviously that makes everyone's life easier. So if yeah. he's making everyone's life easier, Vassell can kind of go back to what he was doing before. He can add more strength. He you know has more experience. Uh, I think there's a real chance he could be an all defense guy. Um, as far as the, the Clay Thompson comparison... I, I like that. I'll throw one out and I'll, I'll see what you think. Yeah, I yeah. kind of see him in like a similar vein to a Chris Middleton a little bit. Okay. Um, that was the second but, guy, by the way. I okay. Had, <laughs> I had two names and I wasn't sure which way to lean. So I like that you mentioned Middleton. But I, I think he can be kind of somewhere in between those two players. Whereas, yeah. you know, I think Chris Middleton has shown he can pull up from three, he can create for himself a little bit, uh, not a little bit better, quite a, a, a lot bit better than, you know, Vassell does right now. But I yeah. think... You know, as far as the shooting goes, if if he can be that guy who's willing to continue to, you know, work off ball, thrive off ball, kind of accept that role where he doesn't really have uh, a lot of those on ball reps, I think that really bodes well for his career. But again, I think it all hinges on what do the Spurs do with Keldon Johnson? I think that's like the big question. Like, what what do they do with him? Where does he fit in? Because right. depending on what they do with him, I think that opens a lot of opportunities for other players and it kind of clears up their log jam. If you can have a log jam when you're you know, coming <laughs> off a 22 game win season. So it's a, it's an interesting problem to have, but a good problem to have too. Yeah. I mean, look, having too much talent, too much young talent to have to try and develop is always a good problem to have. OKC is a huge example of this right now. <laughs> you're looking at them. It's like they have 20 guys on the roster they have to deal with. You know, how how are they going to manage all of this? I think San Antonio, uh, we, we talked about it a couple of podcasts ago, but San Antonio has the potential to get to that level. We mentioned the Dominic Barlows and Branhams of the world like there. There's a potential there for the the development of these players to sort of be the forefront of whatever comes next with San Antonio. Um, when it comes to Vassell, I'm very excited to see how he looks next season, particularly beside Wemby. And you brought up an interesting wrinkle of Keldon Johnson because I think there is some overlapping skills there in terms of what they can and can't do. Um, do you see that as a you you mentioned it sort of as it being a good problem or a bad problem, but do you think Keldon is part of the longer term future of this? I'm sorry if that's a tough question, but uh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it's. You know? I like it. I like the question. I love the question I, because personally, I know, and I love Spurs fans to death. I wouldn't write about the Spurs. I wouldn't, you know, dedicate my time to the Spurs if I didn't love Spurs fans. But yeah. Spurs fans have this habit, and I'm sure it's not just a Spurs specific thing. But every kind of first round pick that comes into this organization, it's like. He's the next guy. He's the next one up. He's the next, you know, Tony, Tim, Manu, whatever, you know. Right. And I think because he was the leading scorer that people just automatically want to go, that's our guy. I don't see Keldon in that vein. I'm not sure the organization does. They're very tight-lipped about how they kind of see things. 
The only thing we know is Brian Wright before the draft was like, hey, we're not trading Vassell. We're not trading Keldon. We're going to see what we can do with these guys with Wimbenyama. We'll evaluate. Then we will make decisions. But if I have to be honest, if I was the Spurs, I would probably lean towards moving away from Keldon. I just, and I, and I love Keldon, great human being, uh, has already exceeded expectations as a guy who went 29th in the draft. Yeah. You know, there's no work ethic problems there. He is a hard worker. He's in the gym all the time, but really rudimentary playmaker. His bread and butter is slashing, right? He's just a really physical bruiser, you know, bully you to the rim, but he doesn't finish well at the rim. Like if that's your main thing, if that's your bread and butter and you're not efficient doing it, right? what else do you bring to the table? Because he's not a good mid-range shooter. You know, for his career, he shoots just a hair over 30% from mid-range and almost never ventures there. It's not a pull-up shooter from three. He's a stationary shooter pretty much strictly. Like he's not really shooting threes in transition. He's not coming off screens. He's not coming off handoffs. He's not really doing anything but catching and shooting. And last year, obviously, you know, we're spacing, um, you know, more attention on him. Huge dip in the three-point percentage. And I think one of the things with Keldon is if he can't be a really, really good spot-up shooter, what what does he bring to the table? Because he's a terrible defender. Right. Um, has been awful, you know, pretty much since he came into the league. And I'm just not sure what you do with him. Like, mm -hmm. I love that he led the team in scoring. I love his his energy, his attitude, his leadership. But I just don't know what you do with him. And I kind of think he's the odd man out. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone by the end of the season. But, you know, it's up to the Spurs. It's going to be, you know, really what do they want to do? What do they want really to do? So we'll see. Yeah, I, so that, that's fascinating to me because I, I think, like, with the Spurs situation, it's, it's trying to battle patience versus figuring out, like, what you have. And we mentioned all of these prospects, right? We think about Wemby and what he might be. Playing the wait-and-see game is completely fair because you don't really know what you have right now. And I think from a, a front office perspective, doing that makes a ton of sense. But at some point, you know, in the next couple of seasons, you have to start making some decisions to whether you want to not necessarily consolidate because I don't think they're the Spurs are at that point yet, but, <laughs> but like being able to really find something that maybe meshes more with your team, depending on whatever that is. Uh, Keldon Johnson going to be a very interesting situation. Devin Vassell also a very interesting situation <laughs> with what might happen next season and how he might work with Wemby. I guess I'll ask this to, to, to final finalize this conversation. What does a leap look like for Vassell next season to you? I think a leap for Vassell next season is mostly an efficiency leap. I don't necessarily need to see him doing anything, um, you know, extra on the court. Right. I, I don't want to see him like necessarily trying new things. Of, of course, I'm fine for him to try new things. They're still in the rebuilding phase, but I just want to see him with the things that he experimented with this season. I want to see that he worked on it during the off season, that he really put in the hours to get better at those things. And I want to see the efficiency rise because I think you look at his career you know, from here, I think to about from his rookie season to now, I think what he shoots about 43 or so percent from the field, like that's pretty well below league average. I'd love to see like an efficiency jump for him to get better at the right. things he's already doing and, and kind of improve in the areas that we talked about that we've seen him try. Um, we've seen flashes, but let's turn those flashes into consistent production like that is a real part of your repertoire. So I think for me, that would be the leap for Vassell. But I'm I'm kind of curious too, and I and I'll throw it back to you. What what would it look like for you? Because I think you know these things don't necessarily look the same to everybody. Yeah, I think the the efficiency is is an important part, and I actually think the efficiency is something that 
will get there because you mentioned Wemby's gravity that just opens up so much more spacing is such an important part of the NBA today and and like having someone with rolling gravity with just gravity in the post is going to open up so much for him on downhill drives he's going to be able to pull up in the mid-range he's done a good job of that so far into his career he's going to have more opportunities as a dribble handoff guy as a pick and roll ball handler the one area I think I'm very interested in is the playmaking because last year from the Spurs games that I've watched, and again, like you said, it's not like there were tons of games where you had to tune into, <laughs> but but from the Spurs games I watched, I was really interested in Vassell's playmaking. The fact that he was able to, in pick and rolls, make certain types of reads, be able to, as a dribble handoff hub, like get the help and then kick. Like it's it's very simple stuff, but that's the type of things that will open up his repertoire even more. Very interested in the playmaking. That's the that's the area where I I just it stands out to me. Um, Noah, appreciate you so much. Editor-in-chief, my guy, anything you have coming up, anything you got going on over the next couple of months Spurs-wise to let the people know? Yeah, for sure. First off, thank you so much for having me. You know, I had a blast talking basketball with you. hope we can do this again sometime soon. But really just, I guess, keep on the lookout for the stuff that we're doing over at Air Alamo. We've got a lot of good writers there. We're trying to, you know, keep Spurs fans up to date with, like, all the latest news, you know, analysis, breakdown players. I know it's the dead part of the offseason, but we're really trying to, you know, get as great a content as we can out there. But other than that, really uh, just, you know, enjoying the summer, getting ready for the next season, getting ready to get married. And um, yeah, just life is great right now. Life uh, is great. So thank you yeah. so much for having me, man. Really appreciate it. you. I love it. Absolutely. Listen, we we definitely have to have you on the pod at some point to discuss Wemby once, once the season starts and once we get a couple of games in because – I think the whole NBA world is going to have its attention uh, in San Antonio, Texas, watching very, very, I mean, that's just, it comes with the territory now, right? Um, and it's, Absolutely. it's incredible to see. I'm, I'm very excited. Noah, you do incredible work. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the off-season series, The Leap. Uh, yes, tap into Noah's work on, on, on the San Antonio Spurs. He does incredible, incredible stuff. Take care. Have a good one.